Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 13 of Be With Me in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Three verses today, the last three verses of the entire book. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses uh, 14. Let's start with that. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Now may the the Lord of peace give him give you peace at all times in every way. The Lord be with you all. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. This is the sign of the genuineness in every letter of mine. It is the way I write. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I wanted to drill down on the idea of the power of fellowship. I think that's what I'll call this today and specifically using the influence of fellowship to help and benefit those who have wandered from fellowship in a certain way. So membership obviously has its privileges, but membership also has its responsibility. And one of them is the awareness of people that are around us that may need particular attention. So not everybody gets to be in the household of faith. Think of of this, there's two groups of people one group of people don't want to be in the household of faith, you know, the people that don't come to church, that don't fellowship, and they're getting what they want. Now, what we're talking about today is a different group of people. That is, some people who do want to be in the household of faith, they want to be in the household of, the, of fellowship, but they don't get what they want. Why? Why don't they get what they want? So eventually, they do get what they want so that they're brought back, so that their heart's desire which is for fellowship and perhaps being with the Lord, they eventually get that in obe- once their obedience is, is figured out, then they get fellowship restored and they get to be uh, living a life that lines up with being a Christian, the life of Christ, and also lines up with being in line with Christ's people. So there are believers, so these are brothers that we're talking about here, who do need to be warned that there is risks of walking in the Christian uh, faith. Now, what we find here is a group of people, or maybe an individual, who does not obey. And the the treatment for that person uh, is kind of like a DEFCON 4. Well, why is that? Because they're already not yielding to the power of words, let's say the power of preaching. They're not yielding to the power of influence of the body. They're not yielding to the power of example, example of the leaders and example of others around them. And they're not yielding to the power of the Bible. So that's why you've got to go to DEFCON 4, because you've already been through DEFCON 1 and 2 and 3. The behavior continues, and what is the behavior? It is not obeying. So that is a willful, ongoing uh, problem. So when we look for fruit in the Christian life, which is which we're supposed to do, Matthew 7, um, what we find here is not fruit, or, or the fruit that we do find in this person is the fruit of disobedience. So that's not a good thing. So these are a group of people whose walk is characterized by a pattern of disobedience. And for his good, the Christian church is not just asked, but really told to use the power of attention, that is, take note of this person, stop letting them fly under the radar, 
stop letting them assume that, hey, it must be okay because I'm not under the notice of my leaders and my congregation. But first, use the power of attention. And then second, use the power of isolation because all the other powers uh, aren't working. So think about this as far as <clears throat> the, the fellowship of the body of Christ. When God calls you to himself, he always calls you to fellowship. The only exception is Paul for the three days in the city of Damascus. So when God, when God calls you to himself, he always calls you to Christian fellowship, except for those who are sent out from the body to bring others in, and except for those who are put out of the body, and the reason is to restore that person. So there's two reasons to forgo the warmth of fellowship. That is to bring in the orphans, to bring people home who don't know they're supposed to be home, and then to bring, uh, forgo the, form, the warmth of fellowship to bring in people who are disobedient. In other words, bring that person home. So for his good, this is not done to be mean. It's done to be for the person's good. You use the power of affiliation. You use the power of affection. And say to that person, though you think you are a part of us, you're really not. Now, here's here's the distinction. There's two groups of people. Uh, obviously, all Christians are imperfect. And note the tone difference here. One group says, hey, we're a group of imperfect people. We are trying to do better. And we agree that it is not okay to disobey. And so this is a group of people that continually finds himself at the foot of the cross saying, Lord, forgive me. I am sorry. I am falling short. As opposed to a person who says, hey, this is okay. It's okay to disobey. I'm okay. I have nothing to uh, that needs forgiveness. I am, I'm sort of reveling in it. In other words, it's a group of people that are known and accepted or want acceptance by their ongoing pursuit of their sin. They're a group of people that say, I have nothing to be forgiven of. So this is a group of people that needs to be warned. How? Well, by the power of fellowship, by the blessing of association, by the by the joy of, affi- of affiliation, and taking that, that joy away. It's one of the ultimate last-ditch tools in the Christian armamentarium. So why do we do this as a body? Well, one reason is it does protect the body. In Leviticus 19.17, the reason it says you're supposed to reason with people like this is lest you incur sin because of him. And in Galatians, in the New Testament, same thing, people that are caught in transgressions, we're supposed to restore them gently. Why? Uh, So that we keep a watch on ourselves, lest you too be tempted. So there is a, a negative influence and obviously, we want to do this in the in the pattern of Matthew 18. This is not the only thing that the body says about this in the in the Word. That there has to be charges established and a, an ongoing refusing, refusing, refusing uh, of that person. So I think we want to be in a body that is willing and able to do this and to do this right if needed. And why do we want it? Is because it may be our salvation. It may help us. But obviously, let's be watchful so that it's ultimately not uh, not necessary. Thank you for listening. I hope this never applies to any of us. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.